there. Welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Meg Trowbridge. I'm Kate Elston. And I'm Meg Hayes. And today, it's a very special episode of Vicious Cycle. I don't know why I said that. Just because we have Molly Sanchez in the room with us. The right three here, Pete. Right the now. The three Pete. Oh, yeah. Three timer. Three Pete. Middle Welcome name to the Sanchez. Three Timers What's Club. We have a jacket for you. Oh. I was just going to say Elizabeth because that's what they always no. say on 30 Rock. <laughs> um, yeah. And Molly's here to uh, help us through another episode of Bleeding Rainbow. Bleeding Rainbow. Bleeding Rainbow. Bleeding um, Rainbow. Where we discuss the book <laughs> Cunt by Inga Musio. Uh, but before we do that, let's check in with each other. Um, Molly. Molly. Okay. Tell us about your bloody cervix. So I called in, <laughs> I think, the first episode of the season to talk about how I finally found a gynecologist I really like. Yeah. Um, holy shit. I want to be her hype man so bad. I love Yeah. Doc- if you're out there, this one's for you, Dr. Susan Huang at Kaiser. You the real OG. I love you. I'm your puppet. Like, I honestly, I love this woman so much. She's so fucking funny. She's no bullshit. So... All that is to say, a few weeks ago, I uh, told her I wanted to get my IUD taken out because I had it. I had it for about two years, and it fucked up my face. It gave me terrible acne. Uh-huh. Ah. It gave me worse periods than I've had since I was like before my whatever my pain channels had grown. <laughs> and like worse periods than I've had since I was been like you know 14 years old it was so so bad it was terrible Um, which one was it was it the copper or the marina or it was the kylina um which is still hormonal uh and wretched Mm. in my case um so because of this podcast and because my friend sam said that she does this i was like well i do want to get this taken out it's going to be painful but because it's part of our sex life and part of our uh, family planning that we do as a couple, I'm going to have my boyfriend, Mitch, come with me. Boom. Love I it. just want him to to see what this is. I don't need him like, oh, like yeah. up, you know, up in, up you close and personal. But out. I wanted him <laughs> to see the efforts that I'm going through to make Good sure you, that we Molly. don't have any. And it was so scary and it was so hard to ask. And yeah. I was just like, you please come to this with me. You got to. Mm-hmm. And I was so, I, you said yes right away. I was so nervous. I was so nervous just because I think women, we are taught not to take up space in that way with our yeah. partners. Mm. And it used to be when I had my period, I would like quarantine myself when I was dating. Like I wouldn't talk about it at all. And s- j- honest to God, since listening to y'all's podcast, I start talking about it much <laughs> more <hug>. to <laughs> everyone. Because it's, it's just that's how we erase shame is we just will it into happening. So anyway. Yeah. I get to, we get to the appointment and uh, they make me go in by myself first and Dr. Susan Hong comes in and she goes, hey, listen, she's no bullshit. She's like, I'm a level with you. I know you want your boyfriend in here, but here's the thing. Men faint. Wow. <laughs> I can't tell you how much time it takes me to scoop up a man after he's fainted in this room. <laughs> It is my medical opinion you shouldn't have your weak ass boyfriend in here. <laughs> oh my she didn't God. say weak ass, but she was basically she implied like, it. Yeah. Yeah. they do more harm than good. Don't have him in there. Wow. And so I had a moment where I'm like, oh, an authority figure is telling me what to do. I, right. I will do it. I will do it. Yeah. But I thought of you guys and I took a breath and I said, no, I'd really love him in there. So she's like, okay, asshole. She didn't say <laughs> asshole. <but laughs> so he comes in and he sits next to me. My feet are up. They're like, and she told me at the outset, she's like, oh, it's in there. We're going to have to dig for this. And if I can't get it, like, I got to bring somebody else in. Like, it's going to be hard to get out. How could it be? Like, so... you're, uh, I don't the know. The strings the, were hard to find. Yeah, she's like, okay. normally... my goddamn worst nightmare. She oh said, God. she said, some women, you cough, and I pull, and boop. Yeah. It's out. Pop goes the weasel. But with you, it's going to be hard. Oh, God uh, so Mitch is in there. And with and this is, it is painful and weird. And my feet are up. And I'm like really nervous. Within seconds, fucking Dr. Susan Hong is like, Mitchell, you know so many things about movies. No. <laughs> How did movies come oh, up already? <laughs> we saw, oh, it was Halloween it was the night after we hung out with you on Halloween and I was telling her how many Halloween costumes we saw and Mitch said we saw a bunch of Forrest Gump costumes and she was like I haven't seen that movie in forever and of course y'all know Mitchell you give him an inch he's gonna take a mile ba 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 she's 
lapping it. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. She's like t- barely talking to me. She's like, oh, sorry, can you move a little bit? Mitch! <laughs> Chat the entire time. It was so lovely. And when she gets done, she's like, all right, Molly, you're done. Go get the new ring. Mitchell, she holds his hand. <laughs> she's like, Mitchell, you have really changed my mind about a lot of things. Thank you so much. About Forrest Gump? <laughs> I think about having men in the in the room. And I, when she left, I just started crying. Because I was like, I was so nervous. Mm. And I was so, mm. you know, so close to not doing it. And that yeah. he was so steady. Mitch. And so he showed up for me in a way that only he could have. Yeah. It was so uniquely him. And it's going to make me cry just talking about it. It was oh. like, really showed up for me. And then... <laughs> Today, I had an abnormal pap smear, so I had to go in today. Dr. Susan Huang was there. She comes in the room, and she goes, oh, <laughs> what? Oh, I just, um, you didn't, you didn't bring Mitch? <laughs> Motherfucker. And then she does this colposcopy on me. She's so lovely. I love her so much. And then at the end, she goes, now listen, you just had like this, I took bits of, of your cervix out. I think that you should wait a little bit before having intercourse and I said well you saw him it's gonna be hard and she goes I know (laughs) Susan as a good uh, case study for bringing your partner in on the process but be warned the doctor might uh, run away with your boyfriend that's the best thing ever you the real one Mitchell Thompson she's like I wish he had a uterus the things I could do to his uterus do you think Mitch would be interested in being like a like partner for hire in those situations interesting oh excuse me I'm just saying I'm just saying no funny business I you know I don't know that Carl, my husband, would be as uh, oh wonderful gosh. in the room. I think he would be like, <laughs> if you want to borrow Mitch, can I? I will say right now, he is great under pressure. Everybody listening and you, Kate, will have to ask him yourself, but uh, he's a mensch. And All right. He'd be great nice. <laughs> in that kind of situation. That's amazing. Yeah. It is funny. Like, I wonder how common it is for people to bring their partners into their, like, cervical exams. Right. Um, because uh, it because I'd never I'd always just been me and a doctor and maybe a nurse too but like at tops it was like three people and when we had the like pregnant do the ultrasound thing so the husband's there to be like oh let's hear the heartbeat um but it's like they do a regular old pap smear too really? so like and the breast exam so I'm like so on the table with my open paper vest <laughs> and the little blanket and Kev comes in and he's like okay and I was like yeah it's not very dignified (laughs) and then and then he like watches them like you know give me a breast he's i think he was just like what and i was like yeah and this used to be every year until like you know but it seems to me like the only kind of version of this i had heard was just like you're saying meg it's like when you're trying to conceive Mm -hmm. or when you're already pregnant then Mm -hmm. you bring your partner in yeah but you know i'm working every month so that we don't Mm, conceive or we don't get pregnant you know so that's a part of the process that's important to see too and it mm-hmm. really I think we're going to get into it in our book discussion mm-hmm. I think the way that we educate men is just let them in it doesn't have to be talking down to them it doesn't yeah. always have to be like you're doing something badly it's just been like we've been taught to have so much shame and to be so cloak and dagger about our health and our vaginas and our you know our sexual health what if we just decided not to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's embarrassing and it's undignified. And uh, mm-hmm. you but know, guys show it's up weird, in ways that you don't expect. Yeah. So like they even sure can, yeah. simply telling people I have this podcast, like I was visiting a friend from high school and we had lunch with her friends that I don't know who are a couple. And the two guys had subscribed to our podcast by the end of the lunch yeah they were like no i got it i got it on my phone i've got it here about your vagina i've subscribed (laughs) but like you like our assumptions of what Mm -hmm. a woke feminist male looks like is bullshit it it could be literally any type of guy and guys surprise a beard he does not need a beard neither of these guys had beards you guys um yeah. But yeah, guys, guys will surprise you. Yeah. And uh, also, as these ladies know, I've been messaging pretty much anyone who messages me on OKCupid okay about this podcast. Are they chefs? Yeah. 
they're <laughs> girl, do you know about my background with chefs no the no, crab meat the thing oh. is my lover i listen I to this know. podcast <laughs> i forgot i don't listen to this podcast <laughs> i have dated crab a meat? number of chefs wow. um i don't know that they're chefs but it's a great um, screener. It, it really is. And guys are yeah. like, oh, that sounds really cool. I'll check it out. Or they don't respond. Like, great. Yeah. Then I will let you play with my boobs. Let you <laughs> diddle my nips. I don't know. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Um, <laughs> should we talk about cunt? cunt? Let's talk about cunt. Periods in the book. I think I'll take a look. We, we love, love to read. read. We, we have, have to bleed. bleed. Bleeding rainbow. Bleeding rainbow. Cunt, a declaration of independence. We had the privilege of seeing each other in public situations while we were reading this book. And every time we'd be like, so, so how's are you how's reading this? What, what do you think? It's, it's, uh, what made us want to pick this book? So actually what happened is I just desperately want to be on this podcast. This is one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts. So I'm always looking for an in to be on this podcast. So I kept like trying to get it in. And there there are no other books that talk about this. There yeah. just aren't. I asked because I didn't super want to talk about this book either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked a bunch of people like, hey, is there sci-fi? Is there fiction? Or is there something I'm missing that's talking about periods? And the answer is a resounding no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more like media that talks about it. Mm-hmm. I think I texted you like that show Anne with an E on Netflix. Oh, Anna Green Gables gets a period. It's dope. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so cool. Um, so there's a lot more media about it, but we just don't have the f- books, mm. the yeah. fiction books, yeah. the sci-fi books. Like this is catch as catch can. Yeah. 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 This is from 20 freaking years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that starting it. And once you start reading it, you go, yeah. oh, this oh. is outdated. <laughs> yeah. OK, this yeah. is this is like vagina monologues yeah. territory. Yes. Yeah. 100 percent like in line with Eve Ensler. Yeah. I when I read it was so it's uh, let's give a little yeah. context. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, we read Cunt, A Declaration of Independence by Inga Musio. Um, it was published in 1998 um, and it was like very striking for the time um a bunch of like Joan Jett has a blurb on the back of my mm-hmm. copy that she's like fuck Joan yeah Joan Jett apparently Kate Winslet was involved in the production Maybe of the audiobook directed audio the audiobook I don't know if it's her friend Kate Winslet or if it's the <laughs> Kate <Yeah>. Winslet <laughs> But I believe the audiobook <laughs> was hyphen slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe the audiobook that I listened to was recorded in 2018 for the oh, wow. um the 20th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I there's also updated have a, yeah, a updated copy. I have an updated copy too that's like a fourth of it is just like an addendum of right. like yeah. I'm so sorry I got so much wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which like cuz uh I, I was trying to f- figure out how old she was when she wrote it. Oh, interesting. Because I got the sense she was maybe like in her 30s, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it still felt like she was a young woman who had had some like radical thoughts mm-hmm. and was like, I finally fucking figured <laughs> it out. Mm-hmm. And I have like the beauty of confidence of a young person. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, yeah, then she because I only had the first um, edition. Uh, so you'll have to enlighten me on. Mm. No so, so, yeah. So tell people what it's about in general. So, um. She pitches it as like a feminist manifesto um, that one is like reclaiming the word cunt and uh, kind of explaining how shame played a role in um, our understanding of our bodies and how things that have made us powerful were turned around and used against us. She covers periods. She covers um, birth control, abortion, uh, sex work. Working. Mm-hmm. Um, sex working. working? <laughs> <laughs> sex workage. Yeah, she she uses the word whore a lot, um, which maybe was soups cool in the 90s. Now, we say sex worker. Um, and, oh, yeah. You know. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, she just kind of covers all the things that she thinks we should reclaim and own as our own. Like, you know, she really, like, speaks highly of sex work. And, and like, to some people's criticism – paints it off to be like a very fairy tale career that like women can have a lot of control over. And it's like, okay, it's like, not the reality. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's two sides to it. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, if, yeah, it's, it, it was all interesting things to bring up. Um, a little content warning up front. Uh, I don't know if we'll dive too deep into it, but there was a lot of discussion um, in detail about rape. 
So and, and abortion. <laughs> yeah. So we'll give Ooh. you a heads up as we're getting that into that. Really yeah. Tough. Honestly, yeah. Trigger warning, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Also, I trigger warning just for like bad writing. <laughs> like just bad. <laughs> sure. Cultural I, I, appropriation I, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I I am the one responsible for putting this book forward um, because my friend gave me this and to her it was obviously an important book but I think she read it in her 20s Mm. and had I read it like in college or fresh out of college I probably would have been like oh fucking fuck you there were parts of the book where I was like fucking fuck you well here's the thing I mean sorry to blow so much smoke up your asses but like this book does everything your podcast does way you do it funnier and better Mm. but I think that you all obviously didn't exist when this book came out. So this okay, is we ex- so I mean, we exist you in the existed podcast. the podcast. And I was a radiant such, like, 13 year old. I think this <laughs> is a pioneering and important work, but I think us all reading it for the first time in 2019 does it a disservice because I, I think totally. it is way outdated. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah our I understandings are way different now. Yes. So I think that's so true. It's, I don't want to, as like hokey as it is and how problematic it is, like, this is a, a giant whose shoulders we're standing on. I'm yeah. denying yeah. That's a good way to put Absolutely. it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I agree. One of my favorite parts about reading it was actually just the fact that this is my friend Erin's copy. All oh. of her notes are in it. Oh, that's and so like, sweet. You just, that's, that's funny, yeah. Because like, it just you feel connected to other bleeders that's and sweet. like seeing what spoke to someone else, you know? I got that's my copy nice. from the library and oh. it was just dog-eared out oh, of I control. Love that. And, I, and then I dog-eared it a lot. So it just feels like yeah, like how many women have read this book? Yeah, um, and yeah, hopefully it's, other genders yeah. as well too. It's important. It's an it is unimportant book. Yeah, I think. yeah. All um, right, yeah. So where do we start? Oh, and I would also argue it's two books in one, and I don't know if mm. everybody's copy yeah. was this way. Yeah, I feel like the first half of this book is what the thesis statement of it is. It's agreed. A, it's a sort of destigmatizing of cunts and people who have cunts, though she's a woman for a lot in the front mm-hmm. part of that book. Um, uh, and it's about societal stigma against cunts specifically. Yeah. The second half of the book is about intersectionalism, which is important, but feels like a whole other book. Yeah. And feels like if she's going to have intersectional things she should have said it up front so that we wouldn't cringe every time she said all women have vaginas yeah um, right or like when she's like saying stuff that is like okay yes but you're a white person saying this right so to me it feels like really two disparate books and I like the first half a lot more than I like the second I half agree. but only because I know the stuff in the second half already yeah I don't know where we want to start with yeah. um, well, with I, I, two minutes in. I already had a note. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> the first, well, the first line that she says, I'm, I'm like, oh, is this going to just all be critical? But whatever, it needs to be said. Um, she basically says in the first line that "cunt" is arguably the most powerful negative word in the English language, which is a fucking lie. I think the N word's pretty fucking negative oh, and pretty fucking powerful. Like if she had said. Like used towards women identifying people or mm-hmm. like people with vaginas. Hmm. Okay, maybe, but I don't know. Immediately, I was like, no. Like I have a cunt and I disagree with you. Interesting. Yeah, it is a powerful word. It's one like you could one say of the, one of yeah. the most um, powerful negative words. But that like immediately took me out of it. I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't and think like right from the top now about, you have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're thinking about the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do appreciate about this is how many times it makes you think the word cunt. Yeah. Um, I think there is something very powerful and subversive about that. Yeah. And agreed. just when she talked about in the preface of my version about how like it is a revolution to have a book with a, you know, quote unquote dirty word on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we're really jaded now because there's so many books that are like fucking crafts for motherfuckers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but think about when this came out. This is like incredibly radical. Yes. And she really desensitizes you to the word. Not that I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like I have a whole stand up set about my relationship to that word that I really like, mm-hmm. um, but is a shocking word. So I really appreciate the care that took to like desensitize us mm-hmm. to that being like a shocking bad thing because that's like step one. Yeah. And yeah. The thing I like in the preface, one of the things I, I underlined was uh, yes, though they often play a supporting role to Cox, cunts deserve star billing in the marquee of every woman's life. Mm. I was like, yes, that's, that's nice. nice. Yes, yes, yeah. that nice. That yeah. nice. That nice. Uh, that nice. 
This would be a difficult book to read for those types of women who like pass out at the word cunt. Because there are a number of women that are sure. like, that is like, never ever say that to me, yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me personally, I feel like bitch is like a way worse word. Really? I hate that fucking mm-hmm. word. Oh. Even when I tried to reclaim it, like, I I think I typically only say bitch to my gay male <laughs> cis friends. <laughs> because it's ironic, and I know that it's not actually being cutting and mean mm, like bitch to me is so mm. demeaning and dismissive yeah and because it's used so much more often yeah it's i hate it way more but because cunt feels like the most word that's just ours and it's used less often it's kind of like funny and like novel still yeah and yeah like used for shock where like yeah yeah i, I kind of see what you're saying I was in mixed company mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. Mixed gendered company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, this friend of mine now lives in Australia where mm-hmm. cunt is just mm-hmm. like as frequent and easy to hear as fuck. Like it's just. Oh, wow. Comes and goes really easy. People aren't like a fan. It doesn't have maybe as much weight for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he was saying it a bunch. And for me, I'm also just desensitized to it and also knew he wasn't like using in the way that I think people think men use it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so anywho, but there were two women at the table who were just like, Oh my God. (laughs) And eventually he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. In Australia, we just, we just say that it just, that's just like another swear word to us. And my friend was like, yeah, I'm not really ready to hear it that often. I think, especially from a man. I think I would, I mean, would you guys feel shocked if you heard a guy saying that a bunch? I don't, I will say I don't. Hmm. I like it a lot, but if if a man was using it a bunch, I'm not sure I would know, unless it was in a sexual way. Okay. <laughs> I'm into that. Okay. I feel I feel because it comes with a negative connotation. It's not like he's saying cunt to be like that's awesome, right? It's he's yes. saying cunt yeah. to be like you're an annoying person. Um, it's kind of the way that pussy is used to like say that men yeah. are weak yeah. when totally. it's like actually pussies push out a human yeah. head. Yeah. And yeah. bleed every month. So yeah. so I think that's what I don't like about. Yeah. 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 I think it um, is who's using it. It's just like agreed. it's the way that white people should not use the N word. And yep. don't use the N word if just don't. Just Even don't. in a rap. That's just a don't. say neighbor. Um, <laughs> just say neighbor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our dear friend whose name I will not say. This reminds me of a Facebook post. You guys oh. could probably guess it. Oh. Where someone was talking about it like a Kellyanne Conway type um, and it, he was uh, asking whether or not it's appropriate for him to call her cunt um, to which I would say no motherfucker like I don't <laughs> care if a woman's being a piece of shit call her a piece of shit mm. like I don't think the word cunt should be in your fucking mouth yeah I don't care how shitty the person is. I do think there is this weird thing happening now with the with the politics the way that they are where there are a lot of shitty ass Republican blonde women they're not all blonde and they're not all Republican, but they're shitty women out there. Um, and men get the agency to suddenly demean <laughs> the them, their yeah. looks, and call them cunts and bitches and make fun of what they look like and make fun of their weight. And it's like, it's okay because she's not on our side or right. it's okay because she's a horrible person. And I'm like, you yeah. opened that door real quick. Yeah. You were like, oh, I get to call someone a yeah. bitch. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Crack the knuckles. I feel like in the same way, the and I I. Yeah, in the same way that there is a certain application of neighbors that is <laughs> yes, like yes, yes. a fun neighbors, um, <laughs> I feel like cunt is our word. Mm, yeah. yeah. And if other people use it, it's like, ooh. Yeah. It yeah. feels yeah. weird in your mouth. It does. <laughs> I'm definitely just like a cunt. Yeah. I'm going hey. <laughs> to assess you more. Like if, if you're a dude yeah. throwing around cunt, then I'm like, okay, are you trash? Now, now that's like a question that I'm considering. Right. Yeah, you know? right. I'll tell you what is Easy. trash is um, a lot of uh, Inga Musio's medical advice. Oh, oh my god! Bless her. I do think the preface is Ooh. really good. The preface made me cry a lot. She, yes. she has great, great points about how we're taught to hate our bodies and we're taught we're stunned into silence. Blah blah blah. Excellent, excellent points. Well said. Funny. On board. She begins this book. With uh, talking about how you should wrest control of your body from 
patriarchal systems such as Western medicine, which has like a shade of like, okay, you're right. Mm -hmm. Because as Mm -hmm. we learned in this Mm -hmm. podcast, there's so much patriarchy that goes into marketing birth control to women. The whole fact that like we have placebo pills to placate the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, all of these like douche products because men (laughs) are making them. They're like vagina is stinky, huh? Uh, So like (laughs) I agree with her that Western medicine and capitalism is inherently patriarchal as Mm -hmm. we have it now. That <laughs> homegirl is out here. Yeah, homegirl is out here. And you know what? I also will say, just real quick, I am appropriating language big time, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna like call her out for appropriating a language, and I'm the worst perpetrator of it. So I, she's out here, and she's out there. I'm, she's way out there. I'm very bad as well on this. Um, anyhow, she claims that you can have abortions just. By having your friends around, yeah, and kind of praying the the baby away, she I can and imagine it away, and yes. you can do similar things with your birth control. And she's like, "LOL, don't know if this relevant." I've also had three abortions, so my birth control works. Yeah, like, right. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I would love to. I mean, that she she has this whole thing. Maybe we should. Well, I don't know if I want to read it, but. So she says, it may sound terribly new age, but through imaging, I got rid of this weird bump I'd had on my labia all my life. Since imaging goes on in your head, I can't tell you how to do it specifically. Cool. The basic idea is every night when you're falling asleep, graphically imagine the part of your body that's giving you problems changing. When I was pregnant, I vividly, consistently imagined the walls of my uterus gently shedding. Eight days from when I started inducing miscarriage to the morning my embryo plopped onto the bathroom floor. I just I don't so she's so she imagined she just willed the fetus gone and had her well, stomach and, massaged oh yeah and, and they I were, think yeah. she did herbs I think yeah. she did okay. herbs massage okay. and willed Which, it to be and I just it makes me it just makes me mad you know the Catholic teen girls that have attempted this right. ma'am yeah. yeah and it did not right. work so, out for them so here's what I think is I think like with with most of this book I think she has good intentions and half of a point because uh-huh. I think when I think about Meg the story that you told about your own abortion mm-hmm. like that is scary and full of red tape and it wasn't I mean just listening to Dr. Kate talk to you about how much she wished that you had a more loving spot to fall yeah I get that that's bad yeah I get that these stark procedural abortions are bad mm-hmm. and aren't fun I also think you can't imagine your abortion out of the right. way. I think you do more harm than good by doing that. So we need something in the middle. And I think yeah. maybe it's like an abortion doula, which does exist. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. Does we exist. need something. Just nicer doctors. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dr. Susan Huang, maybe she'll hook me up one day. But we <laughs> I mean, need something yeah. in the middle of this, like, I just lie down, lay on my bathroom floor with my buds and we you know right. magic to this abortion out and your patient number 49 of the day like right. w- we need something yeah. in the middle i don't buy what she's selling and i wondered um especially because it was 98 so i feel like this technology but like medically induced abortions like uh which like like i had methotrexate right so like i wondered if that if she was too far gone to like Mm. get that maybe or if she if there just wasn't access to it but i'm like now i think there is a happy in between because i was able to turn because they wanted to do that suction procedure on me and i freaked out because it looked medieval it was a tub it was the vacuum thing you see it all together kevin looked at it and was just like god um and i was like no i don't want it sorry i don't want it they well they give you um fentanyl that was like the thing where they were like well you also don't want fentanyl right yeah (laughs) you know like they drug you up with painkillers. But yeah, it's like, but I did have that option where I was like, I'll just take the shot in the butt. And yeah. like, and it meant the risk was that I'd have to take another shot if it, because the suction thing would have made it like 100% successful. Which you did have Got to it. take And I had shot. to do that. Yeah. But uh, it was fine. Hey, it sucked, but it was fine. Um, yeah, there's, but there should be a better way. And it feels crappy that she's painting this option like, if you don't do this, 
you're saying you fucking love the patriarchy. Right. right? Yeah. Which she doesn't say in so many words. And she kind of adds like a half ass aside, like, oh, I guess you guys have to go to hospital, like whatever. Awesome. But it's like she really drives home this point that like if you're a cunt loving person like right. your old Auntie Inga, <laughs> you won't trust the man yeah. with yeah. your body. Which, which And like calling out Planned Parenthood, like she's specifically like Planned Parenthood. I was like, thank God for Planned Parenthood for yeah. me. Like, Seriously. Well, wait, what did she say? I don't remember about that. Wait. That was where she had her first abortion. Okay. And I think. She said she had her second abortion at the same location, and she didn't. And she said she, she like. I mean, that was the place that she called the like beef cow clinic. Yeah, Damn. Um, she also said that she was against the morning after pill. It's like, I know, lady. And that's we need a, options. So, yes. so I think I'll give her the mulligan of this. Is I think when it first came out, the morning after pill had this scary mm. sort of you know phantasm around it. But now that we've been using it for so long, and nobody's dropped dead, yeah, like. It's not as scary. So, you know, she didn't know. I learned in high school exactly what she's saying, which Uh. is that the more you use the morning after pill, the more you fuck up your body. And I spoke to a gynecologist with it recently, and she's like, absolutely not. It's Mm. totally fine. Yeah. So uh, she just didn't know. I see. Um, That makes, I mean... Putting us in the context of 1998 is helpful. Yeah. Um, I do think it's good for us to remember that even today, a lot of these things are created by male-dominated True. companies. Yeah. And that's always good to remember. Yeah. Going mm, into sure. taking any medication or... Another another yeah. thing, too, that made me roll my eyes. I rolled my eyes a lot while reading this book. <laughs> but one, one of them was when she talks about this, like, how you have to image your mm-hmm. the, the fetus away and how... Mu- and she kept harping on how, how, like, she can't stress enough how much time this takes yes. and how <laughs> you have to never stop thinking. I'm like, bitch, do you work? Like, right. do you go yeah. to work? Do you have a life? Yeah. Like, <laughs> people don't have those options. That's yeah. why abortion clinics exist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, what it's is she doing? Is she yeah. just... Right in bed thinking about thinking about her labia like get out of here uh so i thought that was dubious and she does uh interesting period suggestions such as buy sea sponges instead of tampons Mm -hmm. yes let's talk about periods to talk about the blood and cunts chapter let's do it Um, which was so relevant to our podcast Mm -hmm. and was exciting that was early on in the book where i was like oh okay yeah all right Mm -hmm. and i mean so like where she had me, where she won me over was talking about like the Menage parties and being like, I love that. God, I wish that had happened to We're me. Everyone that. do this. And I feel like if it had, everyone had read this book, then there would have been maybe more period parties, which would have been great. Yeah. Um, but also it was intense. Uh, but also when she talks about, which is like such a universal tale now, which is crazy, but you know, the boys in her like elementary school going off to play softball, mm-hmm. oh, girls have ta- to yeah, get their like, subpar education mm-hmm. um and the boys teasing them about it like yeah. the boys knowing that they were going to do something embarrassing yeah. yeah right yeah even if they didn't know what it was exactly yeah. so you just get that shame so these two quotes um stuck with me one the one this one i liked was shame kept a close watch on me and all my girlfriends mm-hmm. and i was like that is exactly how i felt all throughout school mm-hmm. um but the again um Questionable medical advice. Uh, were we told anything about how our uteruses are almost exactly like the moon? Shedding their linings, growing new ones, and shedding all over again? I was like, is that do what moon the is? Do that? So well, I, moon waxes and wanes, so yeah. It does. But, but it's, it's all, she. her also, uh, like, advice two chapters ago is like, you really don't need tracking apps. You just, like, look at the moon. Yeah. Right. No. Okay, like, guys, I want to do that. Sometimes I do kind of bleed on a new moon, and sometimes you bleed, yeah, you bleed on a full moon, and it all makes sense. I'm like, no. That I, gets into, um, I don't know when this episode will come out before or after a maybe live show where we talk about this, but I've been doing some research on like the science of sinking and like the Ooh, myths yeah. of sinking Love and it. moon stuff comes into this and people really believe this. So, but it's like clearly not the case for like, I mean, you know. well, and I think for me, just because I like knowing what we know about the moon, the fact that the moon has effects on our tides, but I don't think it has to do with the light hitting the moon. Like mm. the only reason we have a new moon to a full moon is just because of the angle of the sun right. Interesting. to the moon, yeah. you know? Yeah. So right. it's not truly shedding anything. Yeah. It's right. just we're seeing it's the it shadow. A, but I mean, that may be me like losing some of the mysticism and like, <laughs> yeah. and maybe that, maybe that does have some effect on us. Yeah. Like getting additional sunlight, you know, sent to us. I don't know. Well, I think there is something to be said of framing periods as this like natural ancient perpetual mm-hmm. thing rather than like you're in the secret club now never talk to your dad about it 
because we're not embarrassed that the moon changes. So why should we be embarrassed that there's a time in our life when we change? And I think something that she says that I think is really profound and made me cry is on uh, page 587. She goes, it's taken all your life to learn how to alienate yourself to the point of total irresponsibility. So there's so many generations upon generations upon generations of shame about our bodies and Mm -hmm. about the ways that it moved that we push boys and men away and we go to these enclaves of women and sometimes even those women are so embarrassed we don't want to talk about it so it's about empowering us to feel less shame Mm -hmm. yeah and to talk more and that's this is what we're doing right now yeah Yeah. i don't know if that if this quote comes around the same time but she also says um, by the time we're 12 or so, society has convinced the, ma- the vast majority of women that it is in our best interest to remain incontestably oblivious to mm. our own bodies. Mm. Our subjugation con- continues because women are estranged from actual realities. Taking responsible for one's bleeding ways is part of the reality-based revolution mm. founded between the soft, luscious thigh of every bleeder. I'm going to insert that no. word <laughs> on the planet. Um yeah, yeah, I, it's I, true. And I love you, that. I think you and I highlighted the same thing that came right after that. Becoming responsible is about quitting the expert addiction, feeling and listening to what is going on inside of us, and responding in ways that feel good and right to us. And I think that can be misconstrued or used to a dangerous point, but it also makes me think of what Dr. Kate said that we are the experts of our own body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the pain we experience shouldn't be discounted by a doctor. You yeah. know, like we know what our body is. rant about the various menstrual products that give us grief when we're active whether we're riding our bikes doing yoga camping meg t <laughs> or watching netflix in bed that's why we're really excited about flow to freedom workout wear flow to freedom wanted to create awareness around periods while giving bleeders peace of mind around leakage so they created yoga pants and shorts with patent pending leak proof material that holds two tampons worth of liquid not only do they make your butt look nice <laughs> Noise. 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 I'm so sorry. (laughs) Let's take that back. Not only do they make your butt look noise, but their classic look is for every day. So rock them at work while running errands and at the gym. Our fave part, besides preventing us from bleeding everywhere, is that approximately six plastic bottles go into the making of each pair, along with other eco-friendly materials. And they're ethically made in Canada. We love a good sustainability story. And our listeners are in for a treat. Use the code ViciousBleeders to receive 15% off your entire order. That's V-I-C-I-O-U-S-B-L-E-E-D-E-R-S. ViciousBleeders. So go to flowtofreedom.com. That's flow2freedom.com to check out their shop and stop bleeding all over yoga class. Come on. Keep calm and bleed in your flow to freedoms. Oh, that's nice. Love it. Speaking of knowing our body, Mm. I certainly do not want to yuck anybody's yum, but how did we feel? (laughs) I know what you're going to say. When she suggests that we should be tasting our cervical Mm -hmm. mucus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I want to purchase delicate. A note I have in all caps. She tastes her juices. (laughs) I almost texted you when I read it. I to them as cut juices. I can't even... Like this reminds me of that Sex in the City episode oh. with I can't even Wait, kiss a guy after they go down on me. <laughs> oh, I thought you, you know were talking I mean? about I the one. I need a second. I thought you were talking about the one where uh, Samantha Snowball. makes him <laughs> drink his own cum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another. No, I was thinking iconic. of the. <laughs> I was thinking of the Weight Watchers episode yeah. where they you know, go and eat Krispy Kreme and then he goes down on her and his face looks like Krispy Kreme. Remember when <laughs> and then he goes to kiss her and she's like, well, I'm all over you. And then he was like, are you calling me fat or something? No, you it's know what? Weird. Weird. Messy eater. Side yeah, big messy eater. Yes. Thank you. Meg. Sidebar. You know what she says to him? What does she say? She goes, I think I'm too many. Ca- I think I'm too many Weight Watchers points. She <laughs> does not. I, That's she so says something up. to that. Oh, like, oh okay, but okay he, let's wait. Okay. Can I just read? Yeah. Let me just read yeah. this passage. Yes. For the listeners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In case some people didn't read it, which is good for you. Um, <laughs> truly. Look, touch, and smell your cunt juices. Never gross out on tasting yourself. You are an acquired taste. Acquire it. <laughs> you swallow your spit without a qualm a million times each week. It's filthy in comparison to your delectable cunt juices. This is oh another boy. very good way of getting a rhythm going. You taste differently when you're about to bleed than when you're ovulating, and it's completely up to you to make distinctions. 
Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I like what she's saying. Yes. <laughs> in theory. In theory. Yeah. In theory, in theory is the you, name of this I'll podcast. tell you what, gang. I listened to the episode where you talked about smells and where Kate goes into the bathroom, smells. Meg. 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 Meg goes in the bathroom, okay, you smells, guys, and comes back. Yeah. I listened to that. I had to pull over when I was walking <laughs> and take a second because <laughs> truly I had talk about exercising shame. I had never. Mm ever heard anyone talk about that and first blush it embarrassed me mm. so much yeah sure God. i was like i can't believe they're saying this but the more i sat with it the more i'm like this is really important because so many people live with infections because we're like i guess vaginas just smell like that i'm right i'm too embarrassed to say anything i'm so proud of you for being that vulnerable and i we're think very about it i shit you not i think about it once a week um, so this is a sister sentiment to Tasting yeah, your country. Yeah. So yes. I don't know, you know, I don't want to do it. And it <laughs> right. grosses me out. But I think she's got a kernel of truth there. Sure. And yeah. here's here's my my instinct as to why it's uncomfortable to think about. I think it's more uh, like I, I want to say it's it's because the thing is, uh, like we would be upset with a gentleman or mm-hmm. or a lover, yeah. a partner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they were like, "No, that's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go down on you." Right. Sure, you know, like we'd be like, "How dare you?" Mm-hmm. You know. So the f- but so I feel like it's more because it's your own personal thing. It's like almost like cannibally, you know, yeah, like yeah, like it yeah. just feels like that's not something you're supposed to Masturbatory, do. Masturbatory. But I again, guess. I'm like when I think about it more, I'm like I I don't see I can't say it's wrong yeah but i don't think i want to go dipstick myself yeah <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to um, maybe fun s- dip myself That's yeah. i don't want to fun dip <laughs> yeah. myself well because then you have to develop that habit right because if that's yes, like you have to have a basis for conspiracy once you start yes. you can't stop like, yeah pringles once you pop, or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah that's that uh, um maybe season five we'll maybe be like we've run, really out, of run out of things <laughs> let's talk about when she talks about her bleed free bleeding Yes, because this is something that someone talked about uh, in college uh, the first time I heard about this book um, because someone had read it and talked about how this woman just free bleeds in her house. (laughs) And I don't even think we knew to call it free bleeding, but Mm -hmm. just like doesn't wear anything, like just has a towel and and just like bleeds on her floor and like rejoices in it. And I was like, you are blowing my fucking mind right now and i didn't even know i I couldn't even imagine because i was so like disassociated still wasn't even wearing tampons i was just like very like ignoring as much of my pad as i could um so then i was excited to get to that part even though i felt like the whole book was going to be about that for some reason (laughs) it was just like that little bit but but the the fact that she wanted to get away from you know supporting wasteful and like corporate greed companies mm-hmm. like big tampon um i thought that was cool mm-hmm. when she talks about how it's like finger painting yes on the floor <laughs> Wait, I, have, I have a quote let's read it let's read it <clears throat> she says she says in the morning i walk around the house with my blood towel wrapped around my waist it catches the flow when i sit down i use it to wipe the inside of my legs otherwise the blood splatters on my feet in the floor I step in it and get it everywhere sometimes I don't clean it up right away messy messy I also feel like she writes like she's literally it's a it's a stream of conscience yes. yeah <laughs> fingerprints in the kindergarten uh, messy messy fingerprints in the kindergarten messy I like to do this for a very good reason because I can isn't hmm. it amazing by the simple act of not wearing panties I can stand in the middle of my kitchen and change the way it looks without moving a muscle a pool of blood appears between my feet like magic and I yeah bless, I love that bless yeah. I love that for bless. her <laughs> I love that for In her theory. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think man. that so much of this book is like I'm so glad this works for you Inga. Inga. I love you Inga, I want you, go, you to girl. have a good time like bless up bless up no thank you please <laughs> yes I wanted to be friends with you in college yes to then be able to talk about you in my later years yeah I'm glad I got to read your book yeah me too so sea sponges like should we do a whole episode on sea sponges i think you gotta try it yeah explain but i read that like you should never ever ever use them oh really yeah for the same reason that uh dr kate said that you can get um 
you know, infections from tampons is because it's holding a lot of liquid yeah. in your body and it absorbs it. So you just, you have this yeah. gunk in there forever. Yeah. But I don't be interested. Oh, we should yeah. look into Wait, it. explain to the listeners what she talks about. So uh, her friend, when she, you know, was struggling to afford tampons and anything else, um, her friend was like, use a sea sponge. It costs a buck 50 and it's reusable. Um, and it's, you know, from the sea, like you'll see mm-hmm. them at like, shell shops as well as i guess co-ops um but it's yeah it's like a really soft kind of corally looking sponge um and like hippies have used them yeah for blood stoppage i beg of you <laughs> if you do an episode where you use sea sponge please 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 do a parody of the spongebob squarepants theme song <laughs> but make it period okay yeah. Yeah. i I yep. beg you with my entire being. Listen, we, we solicit. So you can bring that for us if you okay, want. Yes, I, will. I, I will take the job. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you're listening, I guess, and you use sponges. Oh, my God. Us, yeah. Please call know. in if you're a sponge user. Yeah. And it, sorry I called you a hippie if you don't identify <laughs> that way. Okay. One thing I wrote was, for the record, I'm never going to let my kids watch me have sex. Do you guys remember this part Wait, of the Wait, what? Book? No. She was talking about how... She was talking about a couple or she saw like a painting or drawing of a couple having sex and their kids uh were just like playing games at the foot of the bed. And she was like, yeah. And then those kids would grow up just thinking sex is regular and they'll be (laughs) as good at it as playing that game. And I'm like, (laughs) that's a CPS call, (laughs) ma'am. Don't have sex in front of your kids. I know. You crazy lady. Once again, I mean, play the cunt book club drinking game. She's got. Uh, <laughs> a shade of a point. Yeah. Yes. Right. Normalize sex. Normalize okay. sex. We don't need the babies in there. Oh the my God. That's like, so funny. Woman, this is not good. Inga, I would love to have a talk with Inga today. Yeah. Yes. Inga, babe, what, you, come on. Okay. Here, yeah. What are we saying? Yeah. Um, I just want to also call out that. So the thing, I don't. Like we we mentioned before, there's a lot of cultural appropriation in her language, and I wrote down some of the ones that I particularly stood out to me. I'd love to talk about her language. Yes. Oh yeah, okay. let's, yeah. Let's, talk let's do it. So she goes. Yeah. So she. These are a couple of things she says. She thinks says things like "keep da place." D a. I highlighted what? that exact same thing. Right. Um. She says, "Can I get a amen?" Which feel you know? Can I get a amen? It just yeah. feels a little you know appropriation. RuPaul I ain't so never cool. heard tell. I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just these are things, and I was like, okay, Inga Musio. Okay, maybe she's a POC. You know, whatever. Yeah. Her website quiet. is yes. ingalagringa.com. <laughs> So, so she's she's so she's embracing. So I it's can't like, have ingathegrinka.com. No, no, you can't. Yeah. Um, it. It's like she's embracing her her yeah. whiteness while hiding behind it by calling herself Ingela Gringa. She actually wrote yeah. another book called Blue Eyed Devil that's all about white privilege. Yeah, I don't uh, believe I don't of, believe that she doesn't understand. No, but I'm saying it, like, it, that she's, yeah. that makes it more complicated. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And like I said, I am bad at appropriating language as well like i just i think we all i mean we'll say that i am yeah but if i was writing a book Uh and i was using it to the degree that she's using it i ain't never heard tell doesn't sound natural to me from Mm -hmm. where she's from Mm -hmm. yes from like a communist seems so weird there are so many times Mm -hmm. when i could forgive her but there is a lot of times you have to go out of your way to take it is very black scenty yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's weird. It's wonky. I mean, mm. I will say at the beginning, she says the N word. No. What? Yes. It's in the beginning of the book. She's talking about no. other Inga terrible. Gringa. She says she's <laughs> talking about other terrible words that are used in the world. And, mm. you know, I think it's it is worth mentioning that. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Louise, it's how hard, would you do it in the like, audio book? Reading it yes. and listening to it in the audiobook, I was like, that was tough. Oh and that was in the gosh. first three minutes. Yeah. And if. I was a person of color that it might be like, ooh, what is this book going to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This right. is kind of tough. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, we can read right. any book like this and have 
criticisms and that's fine we should have criticisms yeah but no i think she's more good than bad yeah i, I totally agree and i yeah. think she walks the walk for intersectionality yeah but i if i was her editor i would reorganize it mm-hmm. so a little like there'd be a brief talk about intersectionality in the beginning so yeah. that we can kind of use that to color everything else she said yeah and then she has a great appendix of like you know, women of color, people you should listen to, uh, watch their movies. I think one of the things that one of her most salient points that is made very clearly, it's made perfectly, I think, is that we should put our dollars where our beliefs are. Mm. So we should be supporting yeah. more art mm. made by women. We should make a huge stink if media has rape uh, scenes yes. that yes. are sort of eroticizing rape. Yes. Yep. We should buy women art we should support women who are speaking up like put our dollars against women and put our dollars against art that is not hurting women yeah and i yeah i feel that i agree with billion percent and Um, i think that's like you know you can fault her for a lot of things but that's a brilliant point that ages incredibly well Uh, yeah I wrote like in all caps that's why I've never seen Game of Thrones Mm because every time and I know a lot of women who are super empowered by that show um but every time I hear people talking about it, they're like, yeah. And then there was a sea of women getting raped. And that's also why I stopped watching Downton Abbey. Because yeah. I was like, this oh, was the show that, that you horrible. used to yes. escape things. Yes. And then all of a fucking sudden, the men that fucking wrote that show was like, I guess we're going to be saviors or some shit. Yeah. I really do not believe mm-hmm. that a woman fucking came up with that storyline. Anyway. Should we get into some bad reviews? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, Molly, you said you had a review you wanted to read. Yes, I read one. Um, it was by a man. So Fantastic. some of his points I don't agree with. He's like, she's really mad at men. It's like, yeah. yeah no Did fuck. you read the entire chapter on rape? I'd be mad at men, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he said something like, reading this book was like being trapped in an elevator with somebody who had taken their first gender studies class. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like brutal shades of truth but uh you're not far off (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean yeah that's true and i think a lot of uh because like with with the bad review or with like the one-star reviews for red tent it was easier to find um the idiots where with this one there was a lot to criticize about the book and so a lot of the lower star reviews like had a lot of the stuff we said where it was yeah. like it needed an editor. It was really weird. And like some of her claims feel pretty intense to just be like, I 100% put <laughs> all of my beliefs behind this. Um, but there were still some winners. Um, so uh, <laughs> just starting off nice and slow. Scarlet from Goodreads says awesome name, but it sucked like stinky feminism. Oh Kay. my God. Oh boy. Right. I bet most of these are going to be from women. Honestly, so the, most of the reviews were from women. It was actually hard to women find. read the gender book. parody. Yes. No, I'm like, and for as far as bad reviews goes, this is going to have gender parody. Right. <laughs> Unlike the red tent. I feel Ugh. like there were a few female reviews we read. Yeah. God, yeah. I want to take a second. I fucking love the red tent. Y'all thought I was more. goofy for making you <laughs> no. listen to the red Thank tent. You. Oh, I, I love, love the red tent. Thank okay. you. Okay. Other reviews. Um. So now I'll read a review from Rob Powell confidence to give his full name (laughs) (laughs) so true oh my god no one's firing rob powell llc or like esquire hardware and accoutrement rob p says this book sucked (laughs) (laughs) and was a little offensive but i did kind of dig the party about women's periods in the moon Mm. right thank you I, Salazar, said the author is a little extreme and kind of a crybaby. Mm-hmm. The book was boring. It sucked. Yes, I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I will rail against parts of this book. But if a man told me they didn't like it, I'd be like, you sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Ingo worked so hard on this book. <laughs> Some more fun reviews. Great. Um, Tim says, I can't come up with much more accurate wording than some of the other reviews vitriol misandry good and then the i am words. not sure which is worse that the author puts forward some very poorly thought out ideas and quote facts or that some of her suggestions border on illegal if not just unethical immoral this book is filled with hate i feel sorry for her okay <laughs> i just love when she a guy's doesn't like feel sorry for you <laughs> no. she doesn't give a shit and about I, you dude i 
don't like, know that it's oh go ahead i was just gonna say she's second puss somewhere she, <laughs> she really is god bless inga god bless her i don't think it's filled with hate i don't I either think no a little bit of misandry and i think mm-hmm. a lot of the chapters where she's like gang learn self-defense that's the only yeah. way we can do this i think are more heavy-handed than say like hey talk to your real friends about right. about uh vaginas and periods like get in their face about it talk to them about this instead of being like all men are rapists which i think she gets a little tiny bit into Uh but i understand that viewpoint because i've become super misandrous in the last couple Mm -hmm. years i get it Mm -hmm. yeah but i don't find it to be a hate-filled book i find it to be and i think it's very telling that the men are the ones that find it to be a hate-filled book yeah and honestly half the time i felt like she was like anti-corporation as much as like anti-patriarchy the man with a capital m yeah like kevin down the street no i just remembered your (laughs) husband's name (laughs) phil (laughs) thank you we all have a phil um Okay, yeah, I'm, yep, yep, yep. I'm saving Eric for last. Okay, so Dennis, he says, okay, so I have a penis, thus I'm a bad person, unless I play along. Okay, so films which show violence against women are despicable, but violence against men is justified revenge for all the shit men put women through. So everything is a conspiracy against women. If the kind of pay, if the kind of pap this book peddles is empowerment, women are in worse state than I imagine. He's so oh close to God. getting it. He's so <laughs> close to getting it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah. Yes. You're so close. I know. So close. So here's my thing about uh. all of this. I don't need men. I'm not saying anything I ever say to men to like rub their noses in things and be like, bad, 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 right. bad. <laughs> I want them Unless to- Unless you're in bed. Yeah. Unless they shit oh, bad. I think any kind of talks that I have with men, I want them to be like, hey, think about things the way I've been bred to think about things. Yeah. Yeah. Think about things from my perspective, which is a defensive perspective. And how sad and strange is it that 50% of the population grows up with this defensive perspective and 50% of the population gets shown time and time again. Every time you elect a rapist to the Supreme Court, which yeah, has happened fucking twice. Yep. Every time, you know. That we know of. That we know yeah, of. Right, exactly. exactly. Like every time X or Y or Z happens, this is how it feels in our hearts and our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is how it feels to walk through the world like me. I'm not, I'm not, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm not saying, you bad me good. Yeah. I'm saying, I want you to pay attention to the things that I'm paying attention to so we can all be on the same awareness Mm, level. I really connected when she was talking about looking like a man while walking outside. Mm, mm. I was walking late, not even late, but it's winter, so it's fucking pitch black Mm. at six. Mm -hmm. Um, I was walking like a block home, two blocks home, Mm -hmm. and I remember just thinking oh sweet i have a big coat on so maybe i look like a man totally and like i wasn't trying to look like a man but it was like sweet win people may yeah. not th- know that i'm a woman and yeah. i was like Ugh. wow that's fucking sad yeah, to have your yeah. body tell on you in right. that yeah. way yes. right. i also love when she ta- she has the whole thing about the woman manifesto mm-hmm. at the end I love that. about self-protection i love that and manifesto, yeah. i loved uh, most of that and the yeah. thing i thought that stuck out to me most which i used just yesterday mm. was um she said talks about like it's self-protection to leave a uncomfortable situation on public transportation mm-hmm. yeah. when you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. and there's definitely been times when i've had a guy man spread so much into me that i'm like this feels like an assault a little yeah. bit and i was too scared to get up and leave because i didn't want to make a scene i didn't want to read him wrong and he seemed a little cuckoo and i didn't want to like offend him for what he might do but yes just yesterday I was on the bark coming back from work and there was a guy kind of like just being weird in front of me like you know just shaking and looking weird and I was just like and you know how on BART you can go in between cars and it's that door that's really hard to open and you never want to do it because you're afraid you won't be able to open it I was like I'm I just like got up and moved and I was like Mm -hmm. self-protection this is self-protection I don't want to be behind this guy he smells funny and Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. looks weird Mm -hmm. feels unstable and I went through those doors and I opened them Good job. Without any yes. problem. You that was the goddess. That was the goddess. Yes. That was Lord Dissa. Manon was with you. Manon. Okay, so I'm just going to read the last one, which is Oof. the most offensive. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, Lovely. Eric says, 
this book is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the one star is begrudging, mm-hmm. which is what he rated the star. Wow, Inga, you naturally induce yourself a miscarriage, and this proves what exactly? <laughs> and no, you can't take the word back. It will always be used by people like me to put you down. <gasps> you cunt. What a piece wow. of shit. Eric, you just Eric, proved Eric. the point of the yes. book. Never mind. I do want to rub men's noses yeah. in. Yeah. Fuck Eric yes. specifically. Yeah. Fuck Eric, you. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck go yourself. Fuck yourself <laughs> why was he reading this book in the first place? I know. I mean, that's why he I He probably love... didn't read this book. Yeah. He probably read, read reviews yeah. and yeah. read. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, that dude did not sit for this entire book. <laughs> yeah. no. we, we barely could. Okay, Eric. Um, but I just love calling out those reviews because I'm just like, I just laugh at the confidence you know, Jeez. this book is I know. stupid. Well, even I'm sitting here like, I want to make it clear. I like what this book was trying to do. I didn't really <laughs> like it that much. And these people and are like, fuck Inga. <laughs> stupid. Um, another fun thing that in my search for um, bad reviews uh, is um, I found that there are a lot of other books named Cunt. Oh, oh wow. By a lot of dudes. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. That was like that meme where it's like, huh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so I just thought I would read you oh, uh, the titles, the, oh the authors, god. and just a little description of what the book is about. Just n- say their full names in case their girlfriends are listening. Of course. Uh-huh. Of course. You did what? what? <laughs> um, now, a lot of these I believe are pen names. Um, some oh of them stand out more than others. So, first book is just. Cunt by Stuart Home. A it's fic- a biography. <laughs> I mean, it's a fictional diary of uh, a man's sex capades. And all the reviews are like, what? so this guy just goes around having sex with every woman he interacts what? with. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Straight to the point. So oh, like someone's a- Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> what are we fucking reading? Oh, it's a Robert Heinlein book. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but Cunt by Dennis Moore uh, is about one man who finds it hard to let go of his obsession, especially when his favorite part of her is hanging on the wall. What? Whoa. And I just didn't want to read anymore. Like, I was like a Buffalo Bill Yeah, I, I, it made me oh, nervous. But he, some of these are well-reviewed. Oh. Like a lot of them are like, Average uh, four point two stars. What? what the fuck? From the serial killer community. <laughs> right. Yeah, this Very makes accurate. me one. Oh my god! Anytime I go on an OkCupid okay date, I'm gonna be like, "Did you write a book called Cunt? Right. Is your name Dennis Moore?" <laughs> oh my god. Um, Cunt by Adam Murray. Uh, description is through jazz New York in the roaring forties, bebop and the boolean boogie, no. uncovering Orientalism, oh cyberpunk, the beat generation, domestic violence, alcoholism, love, loss, and femininity in an ambient, gripping autobiography of a barfly in the grips of an urban romance that had so what? many words in it. What? I think an AI wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Wow. Adam Murray is a robot. Um, so now this last book, uh, I'll start with the description. So this, the uh, description. Eric. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, what if he wrote it? Eric, sexually frustrated by his frigid wife. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Finds like, a diary. That is that dude. Yeah. That is Wait, that guy. That's yes. that guy. Finds the diary of one of their teenage babysitters stuck <laughs> between the couch cushions. Oh, no. It's filled with steamy, illicit fantasies. 18-year-old Haley. Let's okay. just clear it up. Wait. See you, Eric. Wants Eric to fill her cunt and take <clears throat> her virginity with a rough, hot fuck. But when Eric finally gives in to temptation, his wife catches them in the act and everything changes. Title she joins of, in. She's, she joins obviously, in. Obviously, she's there's some uninformed woman on woman contact. Um, the book is titled The Babysitter's Virgin Cunt. Ew. And it is by Harper Thrush. Nope. This is like, this was this on Literatica? I mean, perchance. Yeah. I would maybe read that on Literata. <laughs> I, would I read might it for fun. <laughs> sure, sure. But my my biggest issue with any of this is that for this pen name, he chose thrush, which yeah. is a a fungal mouth infection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not fun. That's yeah. what he went with. Wait, not yeah. thrash, thrush, 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 and not thrust. Thrush. Oh, wow. It's I think literally he's... like mouth herpes. Yeah. It's like, yes. yeah. It's a yeast infection of your yeah. mouth. Yeah. So th- that was my um, deep dive into reviews and other fun books that the wow, listeners can. Sorry you had to do that. <laughs> it was fun. Okay, it was cool. fine. Only slightly rage inducing. So, listeners, if y'all have read Cunt or read it 20 years ago or have a weird aunt 
that read it. Yeah. <laughs> and or have better context for us about yeah. what this was please. like re- to read in the 90s. Yeah. In please yeah. Instagram us. Call us at 9106uterus. Let us know your thoughts about this. What's your period's karaoke song? Uh, uh, so it'd have to be like something that brings the mood down. <laughs> so I feel like my karaoke, my period's karaoke song is like, oh, I know, it's perfect. It's fucking landslide uh, by Fluid Mac because, yes, it is a good thing. I'm glad it exists. It's beautiful. But if you go into a karaoke bar and are like, I will be singing landslide. This is for you, daddy. Everyone down. The landslide brings you down. It has no place in fun times, yeah. just like my period. It's like <laughs> That's not the even the Dixie Chicks remix. It's no, just, she's it's all just, alone. and this is for you, Daddy, is so funny because I love that <laughs> album where she says that. Um, if your period was a Ben and Jerry's flavor, what would it Ew. be? It could be a pre-existing a Ben flavor and Jerry's flavor. Also, or sure. um, you could make up your own. So... My my period <laughs> would be Terry's Garcia because Good. a lot of people find joy in Terry's Garcia mm. and I want to be on their side and like be like, yes, Terry's Garcia is so fun. <laughs> Such a legacy flavor has been happening for years. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I think it's the most disgusting, worst thing <gasps> ever. I will never like it. I don't like <laughs> fruit and ice cream. I think that's nasty. Um <laughs> Yes. And it's like chunky. It's a little like globby. It's nasty. I don't (laughs) like it. I would rather have any other flavor other than Cherries Garcia, but I'm so happy for the people who love Cherries Garcia. And, you know, I would never stop talking about Cherries Garcia if it made our, like, rape culture less and, like, people have less shame about their bodies. Like, word up. I'm glad Cherries Garcia exists. I just don't like experiencing Cherries Garcia. I I cherish so much how many times you just said the name, but it's totally just Cherry Garcia. Like, oh, Cherry it's Garcia. not multiple cherries. <laughs> well, I also don't know what my cut juice tastes like. <laughs> Uh, if you could will your period pains on anybody in the world, who would it be besides Eric? Okay, not Eric. <sighs> I don't know. Anybody that's so vehemently anti-women, who do I fucking despise? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I The easy one is like Brett Kavanaugh or Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. Um, I guess the petty one. <laughs> yeah, do the petty one. My Lyft driver the other day. Uh, I don't know. Like all my ex-boyfriends, <laughs> I wish the pain and weirdness of peer. I truly a little bit, even though my boyfriend is very, very woke and sweet and nice. I kind of want him to feel what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, that is very fair. Yeah, but I, I love him and wish him no pain otherwise. But uh, a little bit. Yeah, just get a taste of it. Just a, a taste. Thank you for having me. I'm such a huge fan. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you. Love you too. Hey, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Vicious Cycle. If you're still itching for some menstrual reading, well, then you're in luck because in a couple episodes later on this season, we will be reading and discussing the iconic 1970s young adult novel are you there god it's me margaret by the amazing judy bloom and we'll be doing that episode as a crossover episode with the folks over at the bloom saloon podcast so get ready for that read up on that book or remind yourself of that book we're gonna have so much fun in the meantime next week we will be discussing cravings and the science behind menstrual cravings And while you're waiting for that episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Hey, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be awesome. And of course, keep calm. And bleed everywhere. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.